Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat yet again about horror movies. So, as it has been these past couple weeks, have not been watching as many movies as I would like to see. But, you know, whatever, that's fine. That's not the worst thing in the world, so I've just been busy. So, some things I did watch since the last recording was Raya and the Last Dragon, which is that recent um, Disney CG film. I thought it was fine, you know, a nice movie, but nothing like amazing, incredible, you know, but I enjoyed it. Then I rewatched two movies, Host, which I guess that would be my third time seeing it. I always, I watched it the first time by myself and then watched it again twice with other people. So, and it's it's so easy because it's like an hour long or even possibly a little bit less than that. So it's always very easy to, you know, got an hour. Okay, let's just pop this on. Um, and that's on Shutter. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but I enjoy Host. And then as a movie that was made during the pandemic and takes place over Zoom, literal Zoom, not like a fake Zoom, it's really Zoom. Um, and then I rewatched Beyond the Door 3. So I mean, my second time I've seen that one. And that is just a kind of very goofy, oddball, offbeat horror film. I've never seen Beyond the Door 1 or 2. No idea if they're even related, but 3 stands alone. And I would recommend it. The movie we're talking about tonight is Bad Ben from 2016. I had heard of this at some point. And I was like, Bad Ben? Okay. And then kind of just forgot about it for a while. Um, I did not know there were sequels, but there apparently have been many of them. So, um, at its core, it's just a found footage movie. And I'm just going to play the trailer here and then go into discussing Bad Ben. for you. It is my home. So Bad Ben stars a man named Thomas Riley, and he is pretty much the only character you ever actually see in the movie, but he is this fellow who has just purchased a really nice big house, 
in a sheriff's cell. And it seems like he doesn't really actually want to live in the house. He's just buying it to flip it, pretty much. And he goes in the house, and it seems like everything is still there. Like, all the previous residents' um, belongings are all there. He doesn't know why they didn't take anything. But, you know, so that means, like, TVs, a riding lawnmower, vacuum, like, all this stuff is already there. So, technically, you know, he he's even considering selling some of that gear because it's just extra money on top of whatever he's going to make when he flips the house because he got it for such a bargain. He takes out some of the objects, though, like trash, as well as, like, religious iconography because he figures he doesn't want that there in case the potential homeowner or potential, like, buyers will see that and, and not like it. So that's something he does. And um, something early on in this movie is you as the viewer get to see kind of things that the guy does not see, um, Tom does not see. Mainly, um, he has this problem where when he comes back, the house is kind of messed up. Like things are just kind of moved around, furniture. And he's like, okay, someone broke in. So he gets like security cameras that were already there, like reactivated for his use. Um, but unfortunately, because they weren't active, they didn't capture whatever was going on with the moved furniture the first time. But, okay, so the movie otherwise takes place pretty much from the viewpoint of Tom's cell phone camera or these different security cameras in the house and around the house. So at some point when he's upstairs, you get the first glimpse of, like, something, at least the first thing that I saw, is you very briefly just see something kind of move through the crack of the door and I was like, oh shit, someone's here. Um, and I like that kind of thing. It's very minimalist, but I enjoy like very small like things that are off like that. So, but Tom doesn't notice at that point. Just kind of a, a treat for the viewer. You don't really see anything except for like a kind of a black, like something, something black just kind of moved quickly by. So... Either way, the cameras are there. And at some point, this this whole thing with the furniture moving occurs again. But at this point, so the cameras are up, but Tom realizes there's another problem, which is where the cameras were only recording the active screen that he was watching or something. Which I don't know if that's really the case for any security camera system. Usually they're all recording all the time. But either way, in this movie, he gets it resolved. And weirdly, it seems that the, like, person who runs the security, like a security um, customer relations person, is able to access the footage regardless, which I think is very creepy. But whatever. I don't know how accurate this stuff is. Anyway. Um, so that's what up. Again, we missed the recording of someone pushing the furniture around. For the second time. Around this point, I realized Tom is really funny. And not, like, in too obvious of a way. It's kind of like a low-key humor, the way he speaks and what he talks about. It's kind of, it's just funny. And it has to be, because he's kind of, like, by himself. The most you ever hear is when he's talking to people on the phone. And even then, you, you get a, a sense for his personality. He seems very amiable, even though he can get, you know, frustrated. Seems like a good guy, generally. And I presume that's why the first movie is tagged on IMDb as comedy and horror. Because Tom is very funny and reacts in ways that you wouldn't expect for this type of film, which is a found footage, basically, ghost movie. So the power goes off in the house, and 
Again, as a result of this, the cameras will not be recording any footage because they have no power. And I was like, man, these ghosts are good at making sure he cannot get a footage, you know, footage of this event, these paranormal events happening. He decides to go in the basement because he hears something, I think, or he thinks like someone ran into the basement. And I'm like, dude, if I thought someone was in my basement, I would not go after them, especially when there's no power in the house. I would like bolt, like find some way to keep the basement door from opening and then like call the police and say, I think there's someone in here. Of course, they probably wouldn't be in this case. They wouldn't find anyone, but still. So as this proceeds, you know, he hears knocking in the attic. He goes up there, but it's fine. Because Tom is still under the impression that there are people messing with him, he has the locks changed out. Um, so that presumably even if they had the lock uh, key before, they wouldn't now. Of course, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's not going to fix anything because the problem's coming from within the house. Either like someone is hiding in the house, or there are ghosts, or both. So, you know, in his explorations, Tom goes outside and finds kind of a makeshift grave for someone named Ben that has a music box. He's like, I hope it's an animal, like a family pet. And I'm like, come on, okay, a music box, a baby music box. Obviously, it was a child that died. Um, but whatever, you know, Ben. Uh, ben. Tom goes to sleep, and we get to see, like, outside shots from the security cameras of, like, a shadow kind of going around the property and then entering the house, which I thought was pretty effective. I quite liked it. Um, after this... As he's continuing to explore, he finds keys for a shed in the back. So he opens the shed and finds, like, baby belongings in a baggie. And, like, there's, like, a baby clothes and blanket with, like, blood on it. And I'm like, oh, my God. One, why would someone keep this? Two, why are you touching it? Like, why are you even looking at it? Either throw it all away without ever touching it or, like, call the police and say, look what I found. Like, what are you doing? Um, either way scary spooky there was also like a box of knives so like kitchen knives but still kind of weird that they're all in the shed locked away so around this point tom talks with the security person on the phone and they send him the file of the when the furniture is moving one at one point and it shows that nobody is moving it it's just moving so tom sees that he's like what and instead of, like, running away screaming, he decides, like, I'm going to do something about this. And, he, you know, even when he tries, like, now when the chairs are moving, he, like, tries to pull it back and it moves back on its own. You know, pulls it away, it moves back again. So he's fully aware that something paranormal is happening. And he's like, you're, you know, you're not going to scare me away because this is my, you know, I paid money for this house. So I'm going to, like, banish you, exercise you, whatever it is. Um, do something to make sure this house is sellable. So at some point he also finds out he can talk to Ben through the music box, like it will play when he answers yes. Um, and he figures out through the music box thing that, um, the that the baby was certainly, you know, harmed, killed. And he also finds out when Googling online that the last owners of the house were murdered as well, just like the, you know, the parents and the child. So everyone was murdered. At this point, the movie tries to, like, become kind of like the ghosts are guiding him in some way. Like, Ben is, is guiding him to the truth or something. He goes in the attic. He finds some sort of, like, satanic stuff. He finds, like, also, uh, what do you call them, voodoo dolls with, like, little pins in them. Presumably of the previous owners of the house. A man, a woman, a baby. 
So he's like, whoa, what's going on? And, you know, gets ready to throw them all out. Um, and he's like, just, I, it's a, it's just funny because the way he reacts is not like screaming and crying and running away. He's more just like, what the hell? Like, what is this? I, you know, this is messed up, but he's still like, I, this is my house. I got to sell this place. Got to clean it up. Definitely got to clean this. Don't want anyone to see this. You know, so it's kind of funny. Um, again, in the attic, there's now ashes and they spell out not your home. And he's like, hey, you want to fight? You know, let's get it on, you know? So one night the ghosts beat him up in his bed. But he's okay. He just gets beat up. He just gets a little bloodied. And it's like, I would not be antagonistic of ghosts if I knew there were, if I had proof like this. I would not antagonize them. I would try to find some way to live with them. But anyway, Tom is just very funny with his aggravation. He's he's not he's not scared so much as he's just mad, frustrated. So he goes to the trash, picks out the cross and stuff that he had before. He's like, here it is, where it's supposed to be. Um, he runs, he does this like banishment thing where he thinks they're gone, but it's clear that they aren't because we, the viewer, get to see like a chair rocking still by itself afterwards. And then we finally are, you know, once he's had enough, he realizes that, you know, they've been trying to block him from the basement and he's not sure why. So he goes down there, chops down the door with the axe because it was locked. And he ends up in this weird, like, murder room. And there's, like, big trash bag, like, baggies there. You know, like, there's got to be a human in there, like, because it stinks too. There wasn't. But, you know, this kind of stuff. And also the camera, the security camera in the room was unplugged. So he plugs it back in. But while he's distracted, something comes out of the, like, basement wall that was on a chain and attacks him. It's, like, making screeching noises. We know there was something in there because we heard like little scratching sounds on the door before. There's like bloody, uh, like, I don't know, fingerprints or something on the door on the inside, like suggesting that something has been trying to get out desperately. But in the end, Mr. Tom here, he just gets kind of dragged away. And that's the last we see of him when the camera boots up again. You get to see him getting dragged away uh, by this, you know, and now he's, I think he's chained as well now and getting pulled back into this little hidey hole where presumably... Uh, bad Ben is. I forgot to mention that whole dumb thing, but in the Bible uh, that he threw away, he finds a piece of paper that has like a drawing, a child's drawing of the family, and it lists good Ben with the family and bad Ben in the basement. So that's what that is. I don't know exactly what the intent is there as to what the story was trying to say. Were the family Satanists and they created bad Ben? Like, were they Satanists and this is, like, demon child? Did they just have a messed up child and try to seek religion or something to figure out what to do about it? I don't know. But anyway, clearly there was a true Bad Ben in the movie, which explains the title. So I, you know, this is a very, very, very simple movie. All it is is kind of a found footage film with security camera footage and camera footage of one person in a house primarily um, facing off against ghosts and supernatural phenomenon. It's extremely simple. It's probably very slow as well, um, but I'm a fan of found footage to begin with, so I'm okay with that. Slowest, I expect it. You know, if you did not like Paranormal Activity, you probably will not like this film either because a lot of it, the majority of it is, you know, little things. It's not big, gigantic, you know, shockers. 
There's not really jump scares, for example, either. But I, when I was finished watching this movie, I was like, this was a lot of fun. I actually quite enjoyed it. It's very simple, but it's effective. Tom is very funny, but also in a way believable. And I was actually kind of spooked out just in general with the vibe. Maybe that's because I also have security cameras. And so I'm like, you know, what if I turn on a security camera and I could see like just a shadowy figure wandering around the house? You know, that would be spooky. <laughs> I don't think there are ghosts, but that would be spooky. Um, so I found it surprisingly creepy as well, despite being just, you know, pretty funny, silly, especially when he's like antagonizing the ghosts. Very funny. But I, I really liked it. And I appreciate that, you know, this director made this movie because apparently, you know, this film takes place in his house and, you know, he already had the cameras. So to make a movie in there probably wasn't that much more expensive, honestly. Um, I've heard it was very cheap to make. And on IMDb, it's listed as a TV movie. And maybe that's because IMDb does not have a designation for streaming film. It really should at this point if it doesn't because apparently because all I could find was this was never a TV movie. This is a movie that was put on Amazon Prime like directly. So like that's where it premiered, which is like a suddenly a new part of the Amazon Prime library. Um which is fine, but there should really be a designation for that on IMDb. Otherwise, a lot of streaming movies are going to be classified as TV movies when they are not and that is extremely confusing when you want to find a real TV movie. Anyway, I thought it was fun. What I found out as a result of this movie is that there are many other Bad Ben movies. There are eight in total, maybe at this point. Uh, Steelmanville Road from 2017, which is a prequel. Badder Ben, the final chapter. That's not true, but that's from 2017. Bad Ben, the Mandela Effect from 2018. Crescent Moon Clown from 2018. Bad Ben, the Way In 2019. Bad Ben 7, the Haunted Highway 2019. And Bad Ben Pandemic 2020. Um, from what I've seen, just clips or pictures, it seems like Tom is in some of these other movies. And I don't know how that would be the case because it's very heavily implied that he dies at the end of the first movie. I mean, I guess he could have escaped, but that's what they were implying. So I don't know. But I'm going to say I found this movie very funny, very enjoyable. Like, you know, it's not that long. It's like an hour and a half or something. But it's very fun. And as long as you have a taste for found footage movies, then I would say definitely check this one out. Okay, you may not like it as much as I did, but I feel like it's worth recommending regardless. So I liked it. I may or may not watch a couple other of the Bad Ben movies just to, you know, see if the magic is still there in any of them. But it was fun. So that is Bad Ben from 2016. Thank you for listening to another episode of All of Them Witches. We'll be back in two weeks to do it all again.